yes. We are here. We are we are back. Conversations of the heart with your boy. T two. Season two. Episode twenty-seven. We're about to get into this conversation. Actually, my man's right on time. Let's get my man in the building right now. Let my man introduce himself in a minute. Woo! Hold on. Hold on, sir. Okay, okay. I see what's going on here. Make it happen. My man. Cool, T, man. Yo, you look, yo, you looking real expensive out here right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I ain't going to hold you, brother. You looking a little expensive out here in these streets, boy. My man. Woo! Hey, man. You got to hustle in order to get the bustle. That's how it works. We in yo, boy. Do we yo, work? I see you, man. I see you, man. You looking incredible. Um, so for the people who who don't know, um, this is a co- the co-host, part co-founder of the Rap Lab podcast, Christopher Adamson. I'm gonna let you do the in- introduction for yourself, man, because yo, I I listen to the show, and you do an amazing job. So tell the people who you are and what you do. Everybody out there, this is Christopher Adamson, but on the show, the Rap Lab podcast, I'm also known as QG. And it's basically a hip hop podcast with my boys, the Candyman Alfred, the Rev Barber, and mm-hmm. Homeboy T.O. There's four of us. We on every streaming platform, and we just talk about the culture. You know, we try to promote and we preserve the natural order and the beautiful history of the hip hop culture. Because right now, the way things is going, man, we just want to keep it preserved for all the hip hop, the hardcore hip hop fan base out there. We want them to appreciate the generations, not just from the old school, but the new school. You know, we embrace everybody, but don't forget how it all started. So that's where the Rap Lab podcast comes in. We want to educate and we want to promote and we want to celebrate the beauty of hip hop. And that's a fact. And I remember when you guys, you know, um, earlier in the year, you guys took a little left turn and you had me on the show. Um, You know, and, and I was like, man, I appreciate that because, you know, the Rap Lab podcast is an amazing podcast. It's normally about hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? But the way that we infused hip-hop and mental health, I said, yo, I, I got to have my, my I gotta have my guy on my show, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely appreciate you, bro, um, and, you know, getting into this conversation, you know what I'm saying? So the last time we spoke, man, um, we were talking about a lot of different things, you know what I'm saying? Talking about, you know, how music, you know, helps with, like, when you're going through stuff, depression and certain things like that. We talked about mental health a lot. So what I want to get into today is kind of like after you've had and you've gone through certain things in life, you've gone through depression, you've gone through certain things, the after, the after part, the work, right? Like like the the really doing the work for yourself and being consistent with that, right? Because everybody goes through trauma, right? And every And a lot of people are suffering in silence right now. You know what I mean? And everybody goes through something. Everybody's grieving something. 
and grief is not just for death. And I think a lot of people just say, oh, he's grieving his death. No, people grieve a lot of different things. People grieve what they see on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like every day, right? You know what I mean? So there's just a lot of that going on. You know what I'm saying? And I know that you were very candid the last time we spoke, you know, about just some of the things that, that just you've gone through and just certain things in your process, right? Um, but now after that, but then after you went through that, right, after the storm was over, right? What was kind of like a little bit of, of like your process to kind of get you back home? My process was to understand that it is a process. You know, you can't rush them. Mm. Got to take your time with it. You got to take it easy with it. And I always say it's very easy to hurt yourself, but it's a lot harder to take care of yourself. You can hurt you. Mm. Taking care of your body is where the process comes in. So for me personally, I just had to understand my emotions, put myself in check. And I could do this in two ways. I could harden my heart and just have that dark cloud rain over me forever and just keep mm. just, and just and just keep myself shielded, just keep myself guarded. Or mm. it take time, settle down, take things easy, relax, mm. look at things from a different perspective and understand that these are teachable moments and they educate me and they nourish me to be well more prepared and understanding that depression is real. And when it happens, mm. you really need to sit back and look at yourself and analyze, okay, this is what happened. I can't stay like this. I got to figure out a way to get out of that. And I just got to take time. Uh, and there's no clock on it. Everybody heals at a different rate, you know, just because, mm somebody go through something and they smile and they happy go lucky and then yourself you're like why is it taking so long why am i not mm. why am i still in pain it's okay mm. okay if you're still going through that no matter how long it is and once you realize that there is light at the end of the time that's one thing too that i had to realize too because just because it's dark outside that don't mean there's no light out there and mm. once you mm. find it you hold on to it. You start to feel better about yourself and you look back. Okay. I went through that. I'm here now. I'm much more wiser, much more mature, much more level-headed and much more understanding, not just from my pain, but other people's pain too, because I went through it. I see somebody else going through it. I see somebody else going through it. I see somebody else going through it. And I'm like, all you need is time. Mm. And that's powerful because the one thing that you said is depression is real. And I know that in the black community, I think we've gotten a lot better with it now, but historically, like that's a taboo thing. You know, don't talk about that. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you, you're going through depression. Oh, now you got mental problems and now you need to be medicated. And now, you know, like it's like very hush, hush, or just, or just go to church and pray about it. God will hear you of it. You know what I mean? Like, but nobody really wants to discuss their honest truths, you know, or just, don't go outside to talk about it. What happens in this house stays in this house, right? And we and that's that's culturally for generations. But what happens is now what happens in each generation's house stays in that house literally, emotionally, mentally, and physically. That's right. Right? And and it becomes generational curses. Right. You know what I'm saying? To where it's just like nobody is expressing themselves. No uh, nobody is healing. We're just being quiet and keeping it internal. 
Exactly. Right? And, and, and so when you were going through certain things and when you came out of it, how important was consistency? Because, you know, you talked about sometimes doing the work, but, but being patient with yourself, right? But you have to be consistent at something, you know what I mean, to kind of make sure that, you know, I'm okay today. Or it's okay not to be okay today. But what, like, what was your process in being consistent? Like, what were you consistent in that kind of navigated you through your turbulent waters? My consistency basically just stayed with exercise. There, mm. There's many different ways to heal and cope. And, you know, you do your research and they tell you exercise is good. Reading books is good. Um, doing hobbies, all certain things. Mm -hmm. Who came up with the key word is consistency. So whatever, mm -hmm. look at whatever you like, you got to stay on it. So with the exercise, I would wake up I, until this day. I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I cool down for a little bit and I got all the equipment I need down in my basement. I go down there, mm. do like a little 30 minute, 45 minute run. After that, do some, you know, get some stretching in, get some weights in, do some, you know, some calisthenics and everything like that. Because with emotional pain, it turns to physical pain. Mm. And after a while, you know, you start to feel that tightness in your chest. You start to you start to feel hurt, like you're in some serious, serious pain. And mm. times when people go through that, you know, they, they're not eating right. They're drinking hard. They're going through all the mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at yourself like, where all these pounds come from? You know what I mean? What? <laughs> No, I got I got this beard and everything like that. I'm not grooming my yeah. hair myself. You know what am I? Mm -hmm. So once I look at that, I'm like, okay, let me come up with a plan to get some get some reps in, get some work in. Let me mm. let me let my body start feeling good first. Mm. Once I start sweating, once I start rolling, and then I get into the groove. And the groove could mm -hmm. it could be in reading, it could be in exercise, it could be in doing a hobby as far as crocheting or or going out to play sports or anything like that. Once you get into the groove and you start to feel good, you don't ever want to lose that feeling again because you start mm -hmm. feeling good. And that's mm -hmm. where comes in. When you start feeling good about doing something, you get you just mm -hmm. go on and on and on and keep doing it. And that was it mm -hmm. with exercise. I stayed consistent with the exercise and I just start feeling good about myself again because I physically felt good. Mm. And that's and that's powerful because exercise, man, like that just releases all types of uh, endorphins and so much different things, man. Just kind of op opens you up and it kind of gives you a place to actually put your physical pain. You know what I'm saying? It kind of just, you know, like, and it's true because like when you go through emotional pain, sometimes like you could physically feel it, that's like right. it's 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 gut wrenching. Yes, right. Um, and then that can actually manifest into other things too, as far as health problems too. And I think a lot of people don't, they don't realize how much stress and, and trauma can affect, you know what I'm saying, them as far as being, getting sick, right? And I think a lot of people get sick from like their gut health, like, like pe people's gut health is very, very important, like what you eat and everything else. But also a lot of times like when you go through stuff, what happens? You get butterflies, your stomach starts to do this and that. That right there is a problem. Right. right. It's just because you need yourself to be healthy. You need to feel healthy. And a lot of times that comes from 
like your stomach and like your gut health. So a lot of that stuff, you know, like the, the trauma, the strife, the stress that you're internalizing, right? Now that can manifest itself into something physical and then you'll have more problems. You know what I'm saying? So it's very important, um, you know, especially us, man, you know, mental health affects every, everybody, everybody, right? right. But I'm going to take a minute to talk about us, you know, as men, right? Especially black men. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, historically, like, I think it's like, I think it's up, up to three times. Suicide is up, it's up to three times women, right? And for men to commit suicide three times more than women. That's a that's problem. Right. That is a problem. You know, that is a huge problem. And it comes from us internalizing everything, right? It comes from us saying, you know, hearing, oh, you know what? Don't, don't talk about it. Man up. People tell you, people have told men to man up for years. But what does that mean? Yeah, like, I can't what does that mean? Exactly. Like, you know, it's like you're not supposed to feel. As a black man, mm. strong 24-7, you're not supposed to shed tears. You're not supposed to feel emotions. You're not supposed to go through these things. But who dictates that? Who's telling you that? Of course mm. you're allowed to feel. Of course you're allowed to have emotions. Of course you're allowed to cry. Uh, I mean, mm. I don't cry... I'm sure you could speak for yourself too. I don't cry mm -hmm. times when I when I feel the pain, and it's it's like mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to open up because you feel embarrassed because of that narrative that you just said. Oh, you are mm -hmm. not supposed to. You're supposed to man up. You're supposed to be tough. You're not supposed to. You know, you're not supposed to feel anything. You're not supposed to be crying, and it, and it can even take place when you when you were a kid. When you were a kid. You that's where it starts. That's where it starts. And the parent or, or whoever, the, like 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 the older person, they like, what you crying for? We don't cry. Man up. No, I'm going to give you something to cry about. All of that stuff stays with you. And as you get older, you think like that, oh, no, I can't cry. Because if I cry, I'm going to get made fun of. I'm going to get teased. You know what I mean? And all of that stuff builds up. All that festers. And as you get older and older and older, and something happens to you and it's depressing, you're gonna snap and blow up. Mm. And you're not and you gonna and you're gonna be so far because they call it blackouts. Yeah, you're gonna be so black yeah. from all that anger and aggression that's been built up inside you for a long time. It's gonna it's 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 like a nuclear bomb, you know what I mean? That was just waiting there. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard, especially hard for mm -hmm. because you know, you grow up thinking, oh, it's not okay. It's not okay to to express yourself like that. Well, we are in a new place, and we have a new mm -hmm. mindset, and we are encouraging and telling everybody out there, it's okay. Mm. It's okay to express your pain and express your hurt because you're a human. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to do that. It's a fact. It's a fact. And, and, it's, and this is where we were talking about before, where it goes from generation to generation to generation, right, of just trauma and, and build up of trauma to where your grandfather, your father, now and now you, and and now you teach your kids the same thing. Man up, be quiet, don't talk. Stop being a woman, stop being a little girl, yeah. this and that. Like, these narratives, and I think a lot of it has to do with homophobia too, right, where it's like everything is feminized. Like, like showing emotion is feminine. Right. But it's not. It's not. Because when you... Because guess what? What they don't tell you when you're five, four, and five years old is that when you're 30, right, or even maybe a little younger, people are going to look at you and say, 
Why doesn't he know how to express himself? Mm. Why doesn't he know how to talk? Right. Why doesn't he know how to? Why doesn't he know how to communicate? Why can't he tell me that he loves me? Mm. Why? Why? Mm. Why do you think? Why do you think? Why do you? Think? He can't open up to me. Oh, he can't open up. Why do you think he can't open up to you? Well, he's old enough, and it's like it has nothing to do with age, but everything to do with one how he was raised and the trauma that came behind how he was raised. So when you raising somebody built like on trauma for generations. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. What do you think? Do you think that just because you have a pretty face and a smile that he's just going to go, oh, my God, I know how to express myself now? Uh, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. Oh. <laughs> it don't work like that. Hey. And I think, you know, now we, like, we, like, we, we, we're coming into a time, right, where we have to change the narrative about mental health and about what we tell our boys. Right, because these are these are going to be the future leaders. These are going to be the you know are going to start raising children at some point. Like you've got to get them while they're younger to say, hey, it's okay to say, I was hurt by that. Right. That hurt my feelings. Right. Without it being, oh, stop being a little girl. No, especially right, especially coming from people that are close to you. If we have a close relationship like that, and if we cool like that, and we've known each other for a long time. And if you say something to hurt me, if we friends and if we know each other and if we understand each other, I have the right to tell you, hey, I don't like what you said. That hurt mm. right. I want the same right. back at me. If I say something that somebody that I'm real, real close with, I'm talking years and tears with, mm-hmm. tell me that. Communicate Thanks. with me. Let me know, hey, you don't like what I said? I apologize. I don't. I didn't. I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't know how deeply that was going to affect you. And I exactly thing. So as peers or somebody that you grew up with, whether it be family or anything like that, you have an obligation to tell that person, "Hey, I don't like what you said. It hurt me. What it hurt what you said." So mm-hmm. that's the that's the whole thing. That that's that narrative, like you keep mentioning about with family and generation and generation, a lot of people mm-hmm. are, are afraid to even put in checks like that. Oh, well, this is this is my older brother, or this is my older sister, or this is my mom, this is my dad, this is this somebody mm-hmm. older than me, this is somebody in my family that I respect. I can't say nothing to them. That's my elder or anything like that. No, 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 no. You have mm. to, to say what you got to say. And if that's your family and they know you, they understand that it's coming from a genuine place. If this is your best friend, mm-hmm. this is somebody that's close to you, it's coming from a genuine place because they've known you for years, you've known them for years. Y'all have to openly communicate. That's the only way mm-hmm. you're going to get better, and it prepares you for next time. If I know something is going to get you upset, if I know th- there's something you don't want to hear, there's something you don't like, I'm not going to bring it up because mm-hmm. I that's going to do to you. And the same thing in reverse for me. You know me, you know my triggers. And triggers is another word. You know what mm, talk about it. You know what makes people go off. If I know it, I'm not bringing it up because I know what that can do. And at the same time, you could pass that message on to somebody else that's close that might not know. Let's say you and I are hanging out one day. I know you, you know me. Here's somebody that come around us they cool. We starting to know them and everything like that. And I see them do something 
that's going to throw you off, my obligation as your homeboy, I'm going to pull that person to the side and be like, hey, listen, be careful with that. Because mm. man right here, he don't like that. So mm. just a warning. That way, mm. blow up and escalate. I'm letting you know, chill with that. Because mm. off. And that's and that's and that's a powerful thing, um, with uh, about what you said about listen. Even if we're in a, amongst the group, if you see something, <laughs> you say something, right? You know what I'm saying? Like if if you see, hey, listen, oh, I know this is gonna get this person in a different space. Let me pull you aside and say, hey, this may not be the time for this conversation exactly. because I already know what's gonna happen. There you right? go. Right. Go. And that's true. Um, and that's also about creating boundaries, right? Like, that's about just creating boundaries. And you mentioned it with family, right? Like, sometimes um, your mental health is creating boundaries with your family. That's right. And I don't care who it is, right? Sometimes you got to create a boundary with your mom. Yeah. You got to create a boundary with your dad, like your brother, your sister, your cousin, your uncles, right? Because some people don't have any. Exactly. And some people violate those boundaries. And even if you have them, people will stay trying to violate them, right? So it's just, it's very important to know what and who triggers you, right? So now it's like, hey, you know what? I know who's going to be at this family function. Maybe it's best I show up for 30 minutes. I'm not going to spend the whole time. I'm going to go in for about 30 minutes, say hey, show my face, and I got to go. There you Because I know that, that I know this person. It's going to take me to a place, right? And you but, shouldn't have to expose yourself. You were speaking my language. I went through that same thing a, a couple times at functions. Like, I could be with a group of people. I could be, you know, everything cool. But I know that there's somebody or something mm -hmm. I'm really not. I I can't be around because I know what they're mm. I'm trying to have a good time. I don't want the fun mashed up. So I do exactly what you just said. I'm going to show up, pay my respects. How you doing? With a happy birthday, happy anniversary, congratulations, all the stuff like that. I have my gift. God bless everything like that. But I got to get out of there. I can't be there. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, because of that same situation that you said. It's important to have those boundaries. Those boundaries for your own protection. Mm -hmm. And how many times has us as a people sacrifice our mental health for, for, for family. Too many. Right. Because it, it's like, oh, well, I have to, to do this because they're family. Or I have to take this because they're family. Or I have to hold my tongue because they're family. Or I have to just stay in this party or this event be because they're family. And it's just like knowing that after you leave that place, you're going to leave there so depleted, right, drained, and now you have to go do something to kind of replenish yourself, right? So it's like we always sometimes violate our own boundaries for for the sake of, oh, because of a namesake of, oh, they're my cousin or they're my uncle or they're my aunt, whatever it is. And, and it's like, nah, they they can get it too. They can. It's not just for friends. Exactly. Fan it, it's for you too. You too. Hey, all you can sit right there in the VIP section right there with the boundaries. It's, it's right there for you too. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. Everybody can get the smoke. And that and that's and that's just the reality of of protecting and maintaining. Because once you've actually been in a place of depression, once you've been in a place of pain, emotional distress, whatever the case is, 
whether you go to counseling, you know, make us, I don't think you pray, counseling, whatever you do, it's counterproductive if you're not going to put yourself in a space where people are taking from you. That's right. Are taking from your mental health, taking from your emotional health. You can go to, and counseling works, prayer works, all that works together. Yes. But if you put, if, if you keep putting yourself in these positions, all that is counterproductive. That's right. It's just like going to the gym and then you leave in the gym and you put a pizza in your mouth. There you go. You see? It's, it's, about it's counterproductive. Productive. It's all about deposits and withdrawal. I put in, put in, put in. Other people, you take out, take out, take out, take out. What's the purpose? The purpose is supposed to save. So the money is the energy. Your energy, you're depositing all that energy. If you keep going into situations where it's peaking, mm. Depleted, 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 depleted. You're gonna be so drained. You're gonna be so out of it. It's like I did all that work. What happened? So exactly. You gotta think about that. Mm-hmm. Think about the. And then you're gonna go to therapy next week. There you go. And they're gonna be like, "Well, <laughs> you you did this this time. Yep. You allowed this this time." And I think accountability plays a big part in maintaining your mental health. And I mean accountability for you, because many times we leave our mental health and up to other people. Well, well, if they would just act right, you know, then I wouldn't be like this. And it's like, no, no, no. Hold on. You knew. You know they're going to act like this. You know that. Yep. It happens all the time. That's right. It happens every year at the family reunion. You know they're going to act like this. Right? But you put yourself in a position with the expectation of they're going to change. Right. And a lot of times it's like, no. I have to protect me because I know they're not going to change and they're going to be who, who they are. If there's one thing that's for certain that you can always count on somebody to be who they are. Exactly. For better or for worse. Right? Exactly. So in knowing these things, now you know how to approach these people and now you know how to proceed. Right? Right. And that's so Im- important in preserving and after you've gone through your storm, after you've gone through your stuff and now it's like, all right, so now I'm putting in this routine. I'm working out every day. I'm praying every day. I'm, I'm going to therapy. I'm working on me. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and you're staying consistent. Right. But now it's like, okay, what else? Who in your space? One, do you have to eliminate? Yeah. And then two, who do you have to peel back from? There you go. Which is super important, too, because there's some people you're going to have to eliminate. Yeah. Just, all right, they're not meant to, for, for me to be on this journey. Like, they can't come with me. That's right. Right, and then there's some people that you can only take in doses. Yeah, oh. it's like it's like all right, I can only do you like once a week or once every other week or, or once a month because I know what you're about, yeah. right? And that's nothing wrong with that. It's no disrespect. None. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's the reality. It is the reality. Right. Exactly. Right. And have, and nobody's gonna look out for you but you. That's right. You you have to really look at that, and that's the next step. When you go through the process, okay, this is what I'm going to do to get better. I'm doing it. What else can I do? What's the next step that I can take to keep this energy and to keep myself in balance? And you check mm. all the people that are around you. And what we this is the thing. This is why I love hip-hop so much, because a lot of my teachers come from hip-hop. Dr. Mm. Dr. Dre said this in an interview. I got all these people around me. How many of them do I really need? Ask yourself that question. Then you, Snoop Dogg 
who had an interview where he said, the gap. Mm. You going up here, the people around mm. you, you want them to come up there. Mm. They come with you. They they down here. What are they gonna try to do? Bring you right. Bring you back down. Down and close that gap. You trying to widen the gap. They trying to close it. Mm. So that's 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 that that's another part of that. It's checks and balances. You look around. Mm. Okay. This person cool, but their personality, yeah, it's a it's a little it's a little funny. So I could mm -hmm. I could be cordial with them. We cool and everything like that. But I know I can't have them around me a lot. I can't talk with them right. that much because I know what that can do to me. That can bring me down or it could bring me to their level. They always say judge a person by the company that they keep. Mm. So mm. If you tolerate somebody doing a lot of crazy nonsense that could be destructive, what does that say about you? Mm. And that goes back to what we were saying about checking somebody like, yo, man, you might want to turn it, you, you might want to tone it down. A homegirl, you you need to chill for like 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 a little bit. You're doing too much. But mm -hmm. so it's like all of that plays a part. And it hurt. Like, like this is that you that you've known all your life but as time mm -hmm. on and as you get older you get more wiser you get more mature you start to see this person may not be all good for me i could only mm -hmm. do so much i could only go so far and yeah i want the people that i love dearly to come with me but if they can't i can't force them i could only try to teach them my ideals and show them ways to mature and everything like that mm -hmm. it goes back to since you know, since I'm part of a hip hop podcast, it goes with like what Jay Z was telling Beanie Siegel. He was telling Beans, "Listen, you're talented, you're fantastic. You don't got to be in the streets all the time. You mm. pay how hard you are on the record. You can do your thing, but I'm trying to take you out of the streets. I'm trying to take you right. here to this world, to this lane where you can make your money. It could, you know, your." You're protected. You don't got to be in the streets all day, man. You don't got to be in that level all day. But, you know, Beans, and Beans will attest it to himself in an interview. He said it. Beans, he said it. Hey, at that mm -hmm. young, I ain't want to hear it. Mm. But now as he got older, he's like, I understand what big bro he gets it. And that is where the lesson is learned. Mm. And it's amazing sometimes because when you're in a certain position or just in life and you've known somebody for a very long time and of course you want to you know oh man he, he's got to come with me or she's got to come with me you know um but sometimes people are only good for you right when you were at a certain version of yourself you know what i'm saying because you're growing at a different level of you know what i mean at a different, faster rate, too. It could be a faster rate because everybody grows differently. So it could just be different of when it's your time to grow and and sprout off and do your thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And maybe their their spurt could be a few years down the line. But, and maybe it's meant for y'all to break apart, you know what I'm saying, as friends. And then when y'all both at certain levels, maybe y'all come back again. Right. Right? Um, but sometimes we try to hold on to these friendships and to these bonds and then we take them through these progressions and then it becomes turbulent exactly. because you're trying to drag a person through friendship in a time and space where 
that's not maybe that that's not where you guys need to be. So maybe it's best to say, hey, before this ends terribly, maybe we just need to take a step back and say, you know what, I'm I'm gonna do me over here. You gonna do you over here? Right. I wish you nothing but the best. I appreciate you nothing but the best. And maybe in a few, we can actually come back and continue or grow in a much healthier way, right? But a lot of us don't want to do that because it's going to hurt or it's awkward. So what we do is we just drag each other through this this thing, right? And we drag each other through it. And then it's just like, man, like, yo, why does this hurt so much? Because we're friends, right? Like we're friends, but like we're not clicking like we used to, right? It's And it's because we're not seeing eye to eye, right? Yeah. And it's because you're trying to drag this person through your growth process. And it's like, maybe that's not where it needs to be. Right. And they're not ready. They're not ready yet. If they're not ready yet, you can't force them to be ready. And it goes with what you said. Hey, look, you know, I'm here. I love being here. I worked hard to get here. I want to take you with me. But mm-hmm. if you, if, you know, I'll be here when you're ready. I'll still be mm. here what I'm doing. You do what you're doing. And then when you're ready to have that conversation with me of what I was trying to tell you, Mm-hmm. Come on over, let's talk. Because I've gone through many situations where, you know, I'm in a good, I'm in a good space, and mm. I could go through something. And the way that I try to handle the situation is different than how I would back in the day. And back in the day, mm. back in the day, person that's that's used to the old way. Mm-hmm. doing it a way that's more healthy and less painful and more understanding and more mature, they don't know about that. They're like, well, why are you doing it that way? That's a dumb way. You know, but it's like, mm, see, that's where we, mm. uh, that's where we got to draw the line. We could agree mm. to disagree, but right. take a good look at why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, when you see men fall, don't laugh, learn. Because you're free from the same temptation, whether it be your enemy or your friend. If you're laughing and not learning, you're setting yourself up for the same mm. same mistake. We, yep. mm-hmm. Same mistake. And that is the lesson that needs to be learned. So when you have that person that you tight with, love and love unconditionally, mm-hmm. like said, no hard feelings. But when they're ready to mm. go, and have that conversation, we can have this conversation and we can grow and have a better understanding of where we're at in life. Mm. And that's, and that's top. I appreciate you bringing up that quote. Yes, sir. By, by Mr. Farrakhan too. Um, so I think, you know, us as a community, you know, I'm big on creating safe spaces, you know, um, for, for, for your friends, for your family, for people that you care about, I think that's super important because a lot of us don't know where to go. Right. A lot of us are too proud to go to therapy. A lot of us may not know God. A lot of us, whatever it is, yes, the situation is, but we need to kind of create real safe spaces. And and what I mean is there's a lot of things, there's a lot of people out there that create counterfeit safe spaces. Mm-hmm. And where it's not really real. Right. You know, you always you say, "Oh, you can come talk to me about oh this or that." Okay, right? But then silent, silently, you're judging. That's right. 
for whatever your reasons are, for whatever your motives are. It could be a friend. It could be somebody you're dating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a safe space. Come open up to me, blah, 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 blah. And then all the while, you're just taking inventory of all the things that this person is saying for your own gain or to just say, you know what? Mm, this ain't for me. Let me dip. You know what I'm saying? But but that's not a real safe space. Oh, it's not. Right? Like, that's not a real safe space. Like, if I tell you, if, if, if I say, yo, yo, Chris, look, you, you my guy. You got a safe space to come to me and talk to me about anything. You know, you know what that means? That means it's not going to affect our friendship. That means I'm not going to judge you. That means I'm not going to bring it up later. That means I'm not going to throw it in your face. Right. That literally means you can come to me without bias and be vulnerable and you have a place here. That's right. That you, that you can go to with no other motive but just to make sure that you're okay. Exactly. Too, right. Too many times, like I've been a, I've been an ear, you know, and, and I've listened to other people. And the first thing somebody would tell me is, "Don't judge me." My response: I don't have a gown or a gavel. I'm not a judge. I'm here to uh. got to say, and you're free to say whatever you want. And I'm sure you've experienced this exercise. You remember that exercise where somebody starts up something. <laughs> you go to the next person, you tell mm. them, they go to somebody else, then they go to somebody else. The story that started is not the same anymore. They start totally different. All these different things, and all of a sudden, when it gets back to you, you like, that's not how it went. Exactly. Where did that come from. And too many times, I've gone through something. And somebody has did the same thing. Oh, you know, you could come talk to me. You could tell me how you feel and what's going on. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I have a good rapport with this person. This person understands my pain. Let me talk to him and tell him what's going on. I tell mm -hmm. him, on. next thing you know, it's in the air. Yo, I heard this and that. And I'm like, wait a minute. See, that's crazy. That's crazy. And that could go anywhere. That could happen mm -hmm. in work. That could happen in school. That could happen in your family home. That could happen anywhere you go in the world. You'll be like, wait a minute. How'd you hear about that? Mm. I only said this to one person who I confided in. How did all that go around? And then it just escalates and it goes up, goes up. And then you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like you being the person that letting it out and getting it off your chest, you 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 are so so much in pain and so vulnerable. It feels like you in prison. It's like the walls are now closing in on you. Mm -hmm. That makes you feel even worse. Mm. It does. So it's a it's a, a hard game. It's a hard game to play. Man, Rev Baba MC is on the check-in. He was just like, yo, he loves the hat. <laughs> yo, he said, yo, he said he loves. Yo, he said he love your hat, man. Nah, your uh, hat's real, man. That's my boy. Your hat's real, man. I told you, man, you looking like money out here in these streets, bro. Uh, you looking like that New York money. You looking like that New York money, man. New York money? Hey, New York <laughs> good, good money. We all New Yorkers. Shout out to my boy, the Red Barber. That's another person from the podcast. That's that's one of our, that's one of our, mm -hmm. outside the podcast. That's, that's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Days. That's, that's family right there, man. So shout out to the, yeah. Brother. Yeah, it's always you know, it's, it's always love, man. I'm my man Red Barber. Shout out to him, man, doing some amazing things himself. Absolutely. Um, the barber. So, 
channel, all that. Go check out everything. Yeah, he's doing. He's an actual barber. Check out Q Burrow cuts. Check out the mm -hmm. that's on YouTube. A brand new video is up there right now that he posted. Check uh, check it out. Uh, please go check that because my brother got something to say. So go check that. Definitely. Yeah. And um, don't you guys have merch too? We got merch. Don't? Yeah, yeah. When can they get the merch, man? Listen, hey, teesprings.com, Rap Lab Podcast. Type that in. Look that up, man. We got the shirts. We got the mugs. We got the hoodies. We got the hats. We got all these different things. We got some new stuff coming on the way. So we definitely that out. Go check out the merch. Just type in Rap Lab Podcast at teesprings.com. You'll get all that stuff in there. You know, it's the winter time, so go get your hoodies. We got the, <laughs> we got the Army. Go get that merch. You got to get it. Go get that merch, man. You know what I mean? Go get the Rap Lab Podcast merch, man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, man. Teesprings.com, man. Yep. Uh, slash Rap Lab Podcast. You know what I'm saying? So definitely. Oh, salute to you, Red Bob. I appreciate you supporting me, too. Um, I appreciate you, you know, with that merch. I appreciate you supporting the merch, bro. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, bro. Yeah, definitely, bro. Yeah, he definitely, uh, he definitely looked out with that too. Yes, sir. That's the man. So, so where do you think that we should go? Right now, we talked about you know consistency, safe spaces, boundaries, a bunch of different things. Like what's wrong with the community sometimes with how we view mental health, right? But where do we go? You know what I'm saying? Because the narrative needs to be changed. The narrative needs to be switched, right? And I think slowly but surely, I, I, I think it is, Yeah. right? But I feel like sometimes it's not fast enough, uh, right? I, I feel like still a lot of it's like the old guard is still there, yeah. right? It's like politics. It's like all the old old guards are still there. Like we need some fresh, some fresh blood in there, right? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's the same thing sometimes, like the that old way of doing things, that old way of thinking, that old way, like, and it's like being a, like, I can imagine like being, like being a father to somebody. It's like, if I had a son, if I had a son, like, I would be like, yo, like, nah, like, we're not going to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Of like, hey, you know, what happens in this house stays in this house. Like, don't talk, you know, don't communicate, don't do this. Like, like you can't feminize everything. And I think a lot of times we tend to do that. Like, it's especially like with our boys, it's like everything is very just hyper feminized. Like, oh, like, don't do that. Don't be like this. Oh, because then you're going to be a girl. Hey, or don't, or don't do this. Like, it's like, it's too much. Mommy's boy. Oh, you a mama's boy. You crying, you know, oh, yeah, go run home to your mom. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too much. And, I, and I'm with you on that. You know, God, God willing, God bless, you know, the day I have kids, whether it be, mm -hmm. whether it be a daughter. You know, you got to have these. Yeah. There's more. It's more of an open lane now. Like you said, it's getting better, but it's not as fast as it should be. There's so many outlets. There's so many avenues to express yourself. There's so many things you can do to help your mental health. And it's about, you know, checks. It's about, you know, check in with yourself. There's some there's some days where, you know, you want to unplug from everything and you. Mm earlier about social media, how depressing mm. social media can be. You see all these things mm. on media and you start to question yourself. You're like, why is my life not like that? Or why is these things like mm. this going on? Why am I not? Why do, why do I not have this? Like, it is so easy mm. to compare. It's mm. to compare. Nothing in life is perfect, you know, but when you see somebody 
doing something or when you see something going on, you're thinking, oh, that's the perfect life or, oh, well, there's too much negative, too much craziness going on. I got to get away from all that. So it's not happening fast enough, but mm -hmm. other avenues out there that you can go to and there's other things that you can do that can help. Mm -hmm. So my whole thing is, you know, don't be afraid. Fear is a very mm. powerful thing. Don't be afraid. And 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 it, mm. we all feel feel fear. We all experience fear. There's something of course. We're not comfortable opening up just yet. In time we mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. we we you know, there's a time and a place for everything. And you want to make sure that you're good and that you're comfortable enough to speak about these things and you want to make mm -hmm. sure you're bringing it to a mature level-headed, non-judgmental. Mm -hmm. You got to make sure that that person that you're talking to, hey, they're not here to judge me. They just want to hear what I have to say. And they'll bring in their perspective from their knowledge and their wisdom and experience. They're not going to criticize me for how I feel. They may not agree or, you know, disagree with what I'm doing, but the approach is what matters. Mm -hmm. I had this conversation earlier and you can't talk to everybody the same way. If you know somebody mm. is going through pain and they're hurting, my approach is going to be like, hey, it's okay. I understand you're feeling pain. I know you're hurting inside. Take your time with it. I'm going to comfort you. If you need me, you know I'm going to be. If you need space, if you need time, we're going to work on this together. Now, what's the difference with that? And be like, get up off your ass. Or why are you <laughs> acting like a little, you know, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you see the difference. So what am I doing? Am I mm. more like, am I, like, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. But if I go the second way and start talking like that, mm. some people will think, oh, that's going to motivate you. That's not mm -mm. really true all the time. Mm -hmm. So, you got to take it easy and you got to understand the person you're talking to and you got to understand the situation. That's why a lot of people mm -hmm. are afraid to open up because they don't know how this person is going to react, whether it be your friend or your Facts. Friend. They don't Facts. know how they're going to react to it. If I know like, Facts. And, 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 and this is more than just promotion or anything like that. We go yeah. before Instagram. So it's like, I Facts. know, I can come to you and I can talk to you on the side because we have that, we have those years, we have that rapport. We've had broken bread conversations. So I, mm -hmm. I can trust you and you know, mm -hmm. you can trust me. So when you have mm -hmm. a bond, you understand like anytime, any place, anywhere, I can talk to him. Right. When That's a fact. have that, it's a beautiful thing. So that's the thing that people need to learn and, and need to practice now. When you're going through something, even if you're not going through anything at the moment, you know eventually somehow, some way, you're going to need somebody that you got to... Mm -hmm. So always have that on there. I got a couple of people in my phone, whether it be 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., yo, I'm, uh -huh. I'm hurting, man. I'm ho yo, you like 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 this my home girl. Hey, I, I'm 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 not I'm not doing too good. You know what I mean? And they're gonna mm -hmm. they're gonna listen in. They're gonna give me that little 
boost the energy. They're going to give me that comfort that I need because I know that's their character. Mm. And they know I'm character in place. And character says a lot. So mm. that's my advice for anybody out there going through something. Have that, have that call list or have that one person that you know, hey, whatever I'm going through, I know I can go to them. Mm -hmm. And and those are the people who normally love you without conditions. And I think because when you can call somebody at two or three in the morning, possibly interrupt this, possibly interrupt their sleep. Yes. Right. And they say to you, yo, listen, I'm up. I'm up now. I'm available. I just want to make sure you're good or just talk to you, pray with you or whatever, or just listen to you. There you go. Now, that's somebody who loves you unconditionally. Amen. That's somebody that you need to keep in your corner as, as a friend, whatever the case is. Like, you need to keep that person because, truthfully speaking, those people are gems and they are rare. Right. You know what I'm saying? Most people have, have conditions. Oh, yeah, you can call me up until midnight or you can call me up, up until 10, you know, after that, that I'm sleeping. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's like, yeah, but, but sometimes stuff hits you in the midnight hour. Sometimes stuff hits you at 1 in the morning. Sometimes stuff hits you 2 or 3 in the morning. That's a fact. That's a fact. Right? And it's just like, and that's why I would say, like, my phone is always open. Like, yo, like, because people can just say, yo, T, look, because I'd rather you hit me at 3 in the morning than maybe you hit the bottle at 3 in the morning or take some drugs at 3 in the morning, right? Or you try to do something harmful to yourself at 3 in the morning. Because then I'm going to say, man, well, then why didn't he just hit me? Nah, because he didn't know that he could hit you. There you because go. you put conditions on your help or you put conditions on certain things. And it's just like, nah, you know what I'm saying? Nah, hit me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's important. It's important. It's important. Amen. You said it. I couldn't have said it better. Instead of hitting the bottle, drugs, or doing something crazy harmful to yourself and anybody else, text, call, FaceTime, let me get that man. Hey, well, wiping the crust out of my eyes. I see it. Hey, oh, oh, man, what's going on? What's up? You okay? And then go. What's, what's going on? Talk to me. What's on your mind? Yeah. That's you know what I'm saying? Like, like you could always get more sleep. But you can't always recover. Well, you can never recover a life. You know what I'm saying? If somebody takes their life, like that life is gone. There you go. You know what I'm saying? I can catch up on sleep the very next day. Because guess what? We do it for other things. That's right. Partying, right? Or we're working on our business, right? We lose sleep doing the things that we think it's, it's for us yep. or it's fun or it's necessary. Yep. But when somebody needs us, it's like, oh, man, but I'm tired. Right. You tired? Yeah. So sleep tomorrow. Yeah. Sleep, sleep tomorrow. Sleep to you know what I'm saying? Because your life is important to me. What you're going through is important enough for me to say, you know what? I could put this on hold. Nobody likes to be woken up. Of course not. But at the same time, I need you to be good. I need you to be okay. Especially if you're my people. If I say you're my people, if I tell you, hey, listen, you have a safe space. Now, do now do you have a safe space only when it's convenient for you? Or do I really have a safe space, even when it's not convenient for you? That's how you know if somebody is for you. Exactly. It's like, hey, listen, when it's not convenient for you, do I still have that safe space? Do you still, are we still cool? Are we still friends? Can I still come to you even if it's not convenient for you? Exactly. Or is it only conditioned to when it's okay for you? Mm -hmm. When you have the free time. Right, right. When you, when you have 10 hours of sleep and you're okay now to talk to, See? But no, everything is proven when not. I have, I'm on four hours of sleep, and you woke me up. That's how I know, yo, yo, I'm good now because yo, 
I woke him up, and, yo, probably in dead sleep or whatever the case is. Yo, that's my guy. Like, I know for real now. You know what else, too? A lot of things, especially especially in, in, our, in our culture, there's not enough support. There's not enough support. <laughs> there's nothing that thrills me more knowing somebody's story. I've seen this person struggle. I've seen this person go through the hardships. Mm. Come up and be good. That makes me talk about it. Because I know what they've been through. And I know how hard they work to get out of that dark place. Mm. You do that, I'm going to be so proud of you. I'm going to be so happy for you. I'm going to come, mm. shake your hand, hug you, put my arm around you. Be like, man, yo, i seen you go through some hell. Mm -hmm. you. you made it. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. You made it. You made it. Yeah. And people will always, people might forget what you say, but people will never forget how you make them feel. And that's a true quote, man, because it's nothing like when you can pick up the phone and call somebody and you might, and you might even feel embarrassed or ashamed about calling them because you're like, man, I don't want to call this person. Like, man, but you know, for yourself, you need something. Yeah. And you might, and for them to pick up the phone or, or connect with you and just be like, hey, man, talk to me. Like, you good. Exactly. That just eases you. And it's just like, oh, man, like, ah, oh, like, all right, cool. Now I can get to what's on my, you know what I'm saying? Because especially for us men, like, people think that it's like, oh, like, so, oh, you should just communicate, express yourself. A lot of men have, well, we all know men have pride and ego. Right. It's a fact. Right. So, it's like if a man really opens up to you, for real though, like for real, yo, you somebody. Nah, nah, you somebody. That's a fact. Because, and even the best communicators, I'll, I'll even take me for myself. I communicate very well with people. Yeah. I know that. That's one of my stronger points in life, yes, right? But even for me, sometimes it's hard to open up to, to people about certain things because it's ego, it's pride, it's it's... You don't want people to look at you a certain way, or you don't want people to view you as as less than, or or I'm struggling in this. So now your your ego takes over and goes, "Nah, I can't say that to certain people, or I can't because you know it's not a because you're always thinking, is this really a safe space? Right, for real, right. like or 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 is this gonna come back to haunt me a week later, a month later? Like, is this gonna come back on me? Are you gonna use that? To separate yourself from me? Are you going to use that to to say something to somebody else about me? Like, what is it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And men go through that. Like, they go through, and it's like you know how they say women sometimes like they um they kind of just they overthink themselves with certain things and yep. second guess themselves. Men second guess themselves when it comes to vulnerability all the time, all the time, like all the time. Even the best communicators, it's like yo. Man, I don't know if I should even say that, man. Like, I don't know what this person gonna say. I don't know what this person gonna think. You know what I mean? You know, that's just the way. Especially when it comes to the opposite sex, yeah. that's a fact. You know, it's 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 a fact. You, it's a fact. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> you know it's a fact, bro. Like, because you always want to be viewed as as I've had, strong. You know what I mean? I've had conversations with my homeboys, and you know, like if I'm if I'm if I'm going through something, I start to think before I speak. I'll be like. If I tell them this, hmm. it's going to open the floodgates. But I want to get it off my chest because this is somebody that I love and somebody that I trust. And it goes, hmm. that there's nothing more painful than telling somebody something, somebody that you trust, somebody that you care for, you think they care, hmm. 
They say they do. And then they come back and throw that pain back in your face. Mm, that, talk about it. That hurt that that hurt worse than the initial pain because this is somebody that you love unconditionally. You vented your pain at them and they throwing the pain mm. ten times harder to hurt you. And what people don't understand about men is once they open up, right, to to, to you in that way, and then you do something like that. Or you stay, or you start, or if you open up to them about something, and then now they start to question you uh, about certain things surrounding what you open them, what you open up to them about. Dog, at that point, consider it shut down. That, they're not gonna like if they're gonna shut down and be like, you know what, I'm good. That thing, I'm over. good. Yep, it's over. And now the trust is gone because the guy because it takes a lot for a man to be vulnerable. That's why I say like for for if you have a friend who's opening up to you, and they're a male, take that as a badge of honor. Take that as a badge, because honestly, a lot of men don't open up. Uh. And for the men that do, if you're, if, if it's a female, like, yo, if, if, if you, if, for the females out there, like, for the women, like, if you have a guy friend who's opening up to you about something, take that as a badge of, a badge of honor, because he trusts you. Guys, the same way. If you have a male friend that is opening up to you and being vulnerable to you, take that as a badge of honor, because that means he truly truly values you and he trusts you exactly. in a different in, in, in a different way. I mean but different, different way. There's some people that tell their friends stuff that they don't tell their own family. Fact. I'm one of them. There you go. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And and that's just the reality. You know what I'm saying? So even and dating too. Ladies, if you have somebody who's Comfortable with being vulnerable with you, don't mess it up. Don't like that vulnerability piece. It's not. It doesn't come easy for us. Nope. For a lot of us, it's a you know what I'm saying. So it's just like, yo, honor that. You know what I'm saying. And of course, it should be reciprocated. But I'm just saying from a guy perspective, like if a guy is being vulnerable with you on a different level, don't take it for granted. He views you as different, exactly. and that's a fact. That's a you know what I'm saying. So. Um, but yes, sir. Um, I definitely wanted to just say one, you know, I appreciate you coming on Conversation of the Heart, you know what I'm saying, with me, you know what I'm saying? Because this to me was a much needed conversation. Um, we touched on a lot of different things. Um, and I appreciate, you know what I'm saying, you, you know what I mean, taking a little bit of time out of your busy schedule, you know what I'm saying, to come on looking dapper as always, you know what I'm saying, looking amazing, fresh, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, your podcast is absolutely amazing. If you're a hip-hop head of, of, of any kind, like, you have to listen to this podcast, the Rap Lab podcast. It is absolutely amazing. And I'm not just saying that because I've been on the show. I'm saying that because as a hip-hop head myself, like, I thoroughly enjoy the topics. And, you know what I'm saying? Because, I, I, honestly, it's, it's stuff that we used to, to, to do back in the day, like have hip-hop arguments, conversations, and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we used to do. You know what I mean? And so it's just like sports. You know what I mean? Like, we used to just debate sports all day long, you know? So to come to see it now come full circle and to see what you guys are doing, you know what I'm saying? Um, You know, it's truly amazing. And I salute each and every one of you guys that are a part of this podcast and that are a part of this project. Um, You know what I'm saying? Because it is definitely dope to see and experience, man. You know what I'm saying? So definitely salute to you guys and, and the whole Rap 
Lab Podcast family, man, for real. Thank you so much. And, I, and again, you know, not just because I'm here, not just because we brothers, man, what you do, the platform that you provided, the education, the teaching, and the comfort that you give to allow not just people like me, but anybody to come through and just be relaxed and expressing themselves. You, what you're doing with your platform, making it okay, you can talk about this. You can express yourself, and you're okay. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to hurt you. You are allowed to speak your mind freely. You're, you're, you, what, what you're doing is giving people an opportunity to be comfortable, not just with themselves, but with the good people around them. Like, I know I could come here. I know I could talk this. This right here, what we're doing, is more than just a conversation. This right here is the definition of a safe space. And I appreciate you, my brother. I love your platform. Love you personally. Everything, you. everything that you're doing. You always got my support. You always got everybody in the Rap Lab support, man. And, and I just want to say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep growing. Keep educating. Come back on the Rap Lab. Bring me back on here. We just going to keep going and going with this thing. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'm always down to come down and rap with y'all, man. For real, man. No point intended, but that's true, though. I'm always down, man. Definitely, man. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you for coming on, man. And we're going to do this again, for sure. Yes, sir. My man. Peace. Peace. Yes, yes. Appreciate my man for coming through. Um, incredible conversation, as always. Rev Barber, appreciate you, bro. Thank you for tuning in. And everybody that has had, that I saw tap in, appreciate appreciate y'all for tapping in. If you feel like you know, what I mean, that this message should get out or is needed, please. Um, it's, it's going to be posted uh, on my page. It's going to be on YouTube and all audio podcast platforms, man. Yo, it is your boy Tito. I will be back next week, next Thursday, eight o'clock, um, for another episode of Conversations of the Heart. Yo, listen. Be good to yourselves. Give yourself grace. You know what I'm saying? And keep everybody safe, man. Listen, it's your boy T, man. Peace.